Hi guys. Today we want to talk about how sin entered the world. You'll remember when we looked at the creation story, how God created the heavens and the earth and the animals and people and everything in six days, and he rested on the seventh day. Remember that on the sixth day, he created Adam and Eve, mankind and womankind, and put them into the Garden of Eden. God's intention was for Adam and Eve to be able to live forever. He'd created a perfect place in the world, and the Garden of Eden supplied everything they needed to live. It had all the food that they needed, and God actually walked in the garden with them and communicated with them and loved them, and they loved God, and everything was designed to be perfect. And God told them they could eat anything they wanted to eat in the garden except for one thing, There was a tree that produced fruit that God told them, this fruit is the knowledge of good and evil, and if you eat this, you will surely die. In the meantime, what is taking place in heaven is a battle between Satan and God. Satan was an angel. All the angels were created by God. We know that Michael is the archangel who carries out battle plans for God. We know that Gabriel is a messenger angel. He came to Mary and told her she was going to have the baby Jesus. And Satan was an angel who was also an archangel. He was in charge of something in heaven. We don't know exactly what. But the problem with Satan is he chose to rebel against God. He thought he could do a better job of running heaven and controlling people and doing things his way And so he challenged God, which is kind of crazy since God created him. You would not typically challenge your creator, would you? But Satan did that, and he was cast out of heaven with one-third of the angels who decided to follow him. So in the book of Luke, chapter 10, verse 18, Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. So it's kind of interesting that any time you have an opportunity to see lightning in the sky, it can remind you of the time that God cast Satan out of heaven and Jesus said he saw him fall like lightning. So Satan can disguise himself as an angel of light. And he disguised himself as a serpent. And when Eve went up to look at that tree and look at the fruit, The serpent lied to her and said, Surely God did not say that you will die if you eat this fruit. If you eat this fruit, your eyes will be opened and you will become like God and you will know the difference between good and evil. So basically, Satan did what he always does. He tempted Eve into eating the fruit and she gave some to Adam and he ate it as well. And sure enough, their eyes were opened just like God said they would be and they knew the difference between good and evil. But they had disobeyed God. They had broken one of his rules. And therefore, they were cast out of the Garden of Eden. And they had to learn how to survive basically on their own. So sin entered the world at that point, And sin has been in the world ever since. And so we'll move through this story pretty quickly to say that sin continued to increase because most people did not want to obey God's rules and instructions. And so, generations after Adam and Eve, Noah came on the scene. 
And Noah is blameless in God's sight. The Bible says that he was blameless and an upright man, but everyone else around him was corrupt. They did not believe in God. They were rebellious toward God. They did not want to follow God's instructions. And so God decided to destroy them. But he was going to save Noah and his wife and his three sons and their wives. And he was going to use Noah to start a new line of people. So Noah was 500 years old when God asked him to build the ark. And you're wondering, how could anyone live to be 500 years old? Well, we can't fully understand that. But of course, with God, nothing is impossible. Remember how everything that he created in the beginning, before the flood, was perfect. So that first perfect environment, the atmosphere, the plants, the land, may very well have allowed people and animals to live longer than they could have after the flood ended. In the book of Genesis, chapter 5, it gives a lineage of the sons that were born to Adam, and it tells how many years they lived. Adam lived for 930 years. His son was named Seth. His son named Enosh. Kenan, after that, Mahalalel, then Jared, then Enoch, then Methuselah, then Lamech, and then Noah. So by living to be 930 years old, Adam was able to tell each of his grandsons and great-grandsons through all these generations what it was like to walk in the garden with God before he and Eve were cast out. In other words, Adam was able to tell all of his great-grandsons what it was like to walk in the presence of God and to know God personally, and they could carry those stories to their grandsons as well. So when Noah was in the ark with his sons, he was probably telling Shem, Ham, and Japheth the stories from his great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather, Adam, what it was like to be in the presence of God, which strengthened their faith in God, too. So they started building the ark when Noah was 500 years old, and it took approximately 55 to 75 years to complete the ark, to get it finished. The ark was 450 feet long. That's one and a half football fields in length. The ark was 75 feet wide, and it was 45 feet tall. That's four and a half story building in height. So it was a big, big boat that was very stable in the waves of the water. Now you'll remember back to our creation story where God had water in the seas But it says also that the springs of the earth watered the ground. And so when Noah told the people that it was going to rain and the earth was going to be flooded, can you imagine how they laughed at him and told him he was crazy? Because they'd never seen rain before. They didn't even know what rain was because the springs and the moisture that came up from the ground watered the trees, watered the grass, watered the plants, and so forth. So when he said it's going to rain and God is going to flood the earth and you need to turn toward God and believe in him and obey his rules, they thought Noah was out of his mind. And a lot of times people think that when we obey the scriptures and we want to follow God's rules and obey him, some people will think we're crazy for doing that. And God says that you can count a blessing when people say all kinds of things against you for believing in me. 
So Noah continued to believe and trust in God that it was going to rain and he was going to flood the earth. Noah continued to build the ark and to warn the people for a minimum of 55 years that God was going to destroy the earth by flood. But nobody believed him. Finally, when the ark was completed, it was built to God's dimensions, and Noah followed the instructions for building the ark exactly as God told him how to do it. Then finally, God called two animals, a male and a female, of each kind of animal on the earth, and sent them to the ark, and they went into the ark. After all the animals had entered the ark, Noah and his family entered the ark as well. And then God closed the huge door to the ark and sealed it. Noah and his family waited inside the ark for seven days until the rains began. When they began, it rained really heavily for 40 days and 40 nights. But can you imagine the people that were outside of the ark during the first three or four days of the rain when the rain began to go above their ankles, and then halfway up to their knees, and then to their knees, how they probably ran to the ark and banged on the outside of the door begging to be let in. But by then it was too late. Noah had warned them for at least 55 years that God was going to flood the earth and that they needed to believe in God and obey God and love God, but they had chosen not to. So it continued to rain for 40 days and 40 nights with the rains getting heavier and heavier. Finally, the rains stopped. After 110 days, the waters began to recede a little bit, and the ark began to rest on the side of Mount Ararat. Mount Ararat is on the eastern border of Turkey and Armenia, and you can find that on your globe. 74 days after the 110 days, the tops of the mountains became visible. 40 days later, Noah sent a raven out to see if it could find dry land. It came back, and then Noah sent out a dove, but it also returned. Seven days later, Noah sent a dove out again, and the dove returned with a leaf in its mouth. Noah knew that the ground was beginning to get dry. Seven days later, he sent the dove out for a third time, and it did not return. Twenty-two days later, the water receded even further. Noah saw dry land, and finally the land was completely dry, God opened the door of the ark, and Noah, his family, and all the animals exited the ark. They'd been inside the ark for one year and 17 days. After all the animals and Noah and his family left the ark, God made a covenant with Noah, telling him that he would never destroy the earth again by a flood. And to prove this covenant, God hung a rainbow in the sky. The word for rainbow in Hebrew is geset, and geset means battle bow. So basically, God was promising that never would he destroy the earth again by a flood, and the rainbow would be a sign as that covenantal promise from God to mankind that you can always remember the earth will never be destroyed by a flood, that that is God's promise given in the rainbow. There's two points that we want to remember from this story. The first point is, Noah was blameless. He was a man who was upright before God. That meant that he trusted God with all of his heart, soul, mind, and strength. And he obeyed God. He obeyed God's rules and instructions. 
And because he did that, God considered him blameless and saved Noah and his family from the flood. So we want to be like Noah. We want to believe God and trust God and love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength so that God will bless us and our family. The second point we want to remember is that God put the rainbow in the sky as a perpetual reminder to us that he is in charge of the earth, that he will never flood the earth again, that he's made that covenant promise with us, and that we can trust him in that. And that rainbow is a perpetual reminder of how blameless Noah was and how much God keeps his promises. So remember those two things and have a great day.